0: My most favorite
1: thing. one. Oh, And this is definitely. If I'm a bog person.
0: Oh, <laughs> then yeah. Then that is almost yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. forever. No, that's what i Because, like, I kind of base It's like, how do I choose my tattoos? If I was to be perfectly preserved in a bog and then, like, exhumed, right? And, mm-hmm. like, you could still have, like, you still see my skin. I want to be misconstrued as some high priestess of some animist religion. Yeah. Like, I want to be so covered in animal tattoos that yeah. someone's looking at my body and going, like, this woman was important.
1: You know, it's just like, you know, let's say, like, hundreds of years from now, people have to, like, find your body and yeah. then pull it up and just go, like, I wonder if that hurt. And how did <laughs> I
0: wonder how she, she pick, <laughs> How did she kind pick of, the pattern?
1: And Like, one dude in the background going, this sick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like,
0: I actually, there is a there is a woman that they found that literally is a, they, this is what I'm basing this off. She's yeah, got yeah. all these gorgeous deer tattoos. Someone's actually managed to Pull them off and like basically. Of course, design pull, them pull them off. Them off. <laughs> it seems but like, very
2: disrespectful. Oh my god! Because
0: they were quite, they were quite like, um, they weren't like a clean um, image, but they managed to actually draw out and go like, this is what her tattoos looked like, mm-hmm. and you could just get them fucking done. Yeah, like fuck yeah, You'd be like, like, let's go oh get God. this fucking yeah. woman's tattoos yeah, done. <laughs> that's almost well, the thing like communing with these people that have
2: like had memes tattooed on their body. Like yeah. it's just kind of, you know.
0: And I do have who limits. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well,
2: but that's, that's really the division of whether you want tattoos or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if I'm sitting here going like, how am i going to choose like something to go there for that long you know how can i choose an image and commit to it and not regret it it's like mm-hmm. obviously then you're not a tattoo person right no <laughs> yeah. a, i mean otherwise like, you'd be like oh that does not Ultimately, look beautiful. I will that, have that. that
1: form of ignorance is like you know it's just because of inexperience like for example for me the what i would say to someone who said that is basically that like a tattoo once you have it is essentially like another freckle or mole on your body. Mm. You know, I don't look at my tattoos and go like, ooh, there's that picture that I chose to put on there. Mm-hmm. These are just my arms and my chest. You know, mm-hmm. it's like somebody who doesn't have tattoos mm. thinks you're going to look at that every day and go like, oh, why did I get this? Why didn't, yeah. why didn't I get Optimus Prime punching a Decepticon like, on <laughs> my neck? Sick. Uh, <laughs> but they're also in love, like, yeah.
2: in anime style.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: That's it. That's am tattoo. I'm saying, I'm,
2: this is a realistic tattoo that people would want. I that assume. is very specific. Yeah, but
0: like, I mean, it's That's like whenever wholesome. I get a new tattoo, right? And you have like literally a, a day, it takes you a day to go from new tattoo to, this is just what Sam looks There's like. There's a yeah. on your arm. Straight right? on. Here. Yeah, like, and it's not a problem. You just <laughs> yeah. sort of adjust. And I, I also just think that it's like, I mean, if you don't want a tattoo, don't get a tattoo, but don't judge other people's choices for their bodies because it's like, if I'm willing to spend thousands of dollars to put fantastic art on my body, it doesn't actually hurt you. Yeah,
1: and also if you are asking those questions, it means you're noticing to the point where...
0: They look sick, right? No, it means
1: you're noticing them to the point where you're... Obviously, being internally judgmental about. It. Mm. Let's uh, do an episode on tattoos at some stage. Oh, and, absolutely! Uh, let's do it right now <laughs> and return to this conversation then. And yay. what we can
0: do is we can all go get matching tattoos. Yeah, just Music kidding! And
1: everything tattoos on <laughs> our faces. Sam, you gotta <laughs> do it. You gotta do it. First
0: tat, face tat. <laughs>
1: Except like only my cartoon face, not you guys. All right,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: everybody and welcome back to the Music and Everything podcast. Um, And if it's your first episode listening to us, hello everybody and welcome for the first time to the Music and Everything podcast. My name is Jim. I'm here with the mighty learned power couple that is the Sams. And we are here to talk today in the penultimate episode of season one about something that is very exciting to all of us. Uh, And if you are listening to this episode uh, in the future, I hope... That uh, the Red Sox don't suck this year. Uh, this is an episode about baseball. Hooray!
0: Woo!
1: Um, Sam, UL. you are you yes. are CI
2: today. Yes, I
1: am. In I the hat, a, I have a hat. So, what
2: is uh, baseball? <laughs> Start at the, at the ground obvious. floor. Let's go. <laughs> the ground floor. Baseball is a bat and ball sport.
0: Okay, cool. Podcast done. Very good. Yeah, there we are. It's a ball oh, sport.
1: What, if that's like one compound word, I would love to play a game of <laughs> battenball. Um, B-A-T-T-E-N, battenball. Like what is that sport? Is it? I reckon it's a combination of like uh, 10-pin bowling... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and uh, cricket.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that sounds fun.
2: Hospitalizations, many deaths. Yeah, yeah, go on. Starting at the ground floor with defining baseball sound very funny if you're from certain countries in the world. So mm-hmm. any American listeners listening into this, there's a good chance that you're a fan of baseball or at the very least you have very strong opinions about baseball, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, you know, for example, any Australians listening, baseball's a minority sport. It's kind of a bit of a goofy sport and it is seen as a really American sport as well. It is. I mean, but the thing is...
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, it's a global phenomenon now. Lots of countries producing amazing players and having uh, a good time with baseball. It's like a national pastime. But I mean, its origins are American, right? It is an American sport.
2: In a sense. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, right. um, contentious. Well, to, well, the thing is, baseball is really, really old. So it, it, it goes beyond the boundaries of when the US existed mm-hmm. um, and it goes beyond the boundaries of when Europeans were in uh, North America. So How? Um, because of it's a bat and ball sport. Bat and ball, yes. Bat and ball. It's a form of bat and ball. Yeah. Um, and bat and ball was played very frequently in England, yeah, as in cricket. Mm, as mm. in
1: cricket. Yes. But I mean, like most Americans would um, balk at the uh, <laughs> the idea of uh, of uh, com- uh, like a comparison to cricket, and of course, balk is a baseball term. And I'm being <laughs> being funny and clever. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's nice what I'm one, choosing Jim. to do today. Nice one. Yay.
2: Yes, well, I think baseball. I think you know, you know what for me is most distinctive about baseball because there's obviously you know games like cricket, even though it's very it's very very different to baseball. It's another bat it's another bat and ball. Yeah. Um, to me, it's the sort of nostalgic romanticism of baseball. Yeah, that's very distinctive yeah, about like, it.
1: If we're going to talk about kind of the the spiritual essence of cricket and baseball, they're so fundamentally different. The cricket is like posh as fuck mm-hmm. and like all about like, ah, oh, yes, it's a very proper way to spend your time and very, you know, respect. Whereas like baseball is like, it's about, I mean, it's certainly become about like a family legacy thing and like history mm-hmm. and teams that have been around for a hundred plus years and all of that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, and even down to like, you know, I mean, there's, as a baseball fan, there's just something about like the the diamond where baseball is played, um, the dirt, the um, dirt, something kind of old-timey about this sport, even without the associations that you might have, even as someone who barely knows baseball, you might have associations with um, players in the 1920s like, you know, Babe Ruth, sorry. Babe Ruth. Hit it
1: to the roof. Um, yeah. No, 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 that was the guy that sort of like worked. He was the groundskeeper, was Babe, Babe Ruth. Not to be confused. He has got his own separate Wikipedia page. That was his nickname because he used to sunbathe on the roof and he was quite built. Uh, <laughs>
2: It was a unit. <laughs> yeah, really good hitter too. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, so like even if you don't um, have those associations, like you know um, the the red brick backstop that's a really common feature of yeah, ballparks. and and of course
1: all the uniforms like yeah, old old yeah, yeah. style sometimes long socks and you know that yeah. kind of thing you know it, it does have that nostalgic attachment to it and interestingly just like from the top i want to make it clear that it's like baseball and you're probably going to get into it is so like maths and stat based yeah, and yeah. like there's so many people that like dive neck deep into all of this stuff um obviously they're diving feet first if they their <laughs> neck i mean like you got to be careful because if you don't check how shallow the water anyway um <laughs> Like for me, I feel about baseball the same way that I approach uh, D&D. Like when we're talking about a mm. tabletop gaming, where it's just like the numbers and stuff don't interest me as much as the tone and the spirit and the excitement of it. So for example, if there's a team that has like a real vibe, like, like for example, the 2016 Cubs. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that was a team that was going to win the World Series. That was like the spirit of the team was so good. And they broke that curse of like more than 100 years without one, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and the Red Sox are that a lot of the time as well. And that's why it's a team that I really, really love.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're talking about the the numbers of baseball, like, I mean, that's kind of my relationship with the sport is that um, it was kind of around, you know, with like, you know, with our dad, like watching baseball. And, yeah. you know, I enjoyed it, but I didn't really get into baseball until I saw it live in Australia mm. with, you know, very few other people in, in the, the sort of minority Australian baseball league. Mm. Um, and suddenly all of the sort of TV drama and the sort of, endless speculation about player trading and statistics, which are absolutely bewildering if you have no idea what they are, yeah. um, sort of disappear. And yeah. you're just watching this this Battenball um, yeah. <laughs> in this beautiful place. And it's exciting to watch. Yeah, and also it
1: has a smell. It does have a smell. The other thing that I was going to say is that it definitely has what I would describe as an American tone to its kind of uh, excitement in that you have this uh, lengthy lead up to construct a potential Hollywood moment. You know, where it's like you've got nine innings and it's like throughout that it can go back and forward and whatever or you can be down, you know, like a bunch of runs and then in the ninth there's this magic thing that happens and all of a sudden it's like, the rookie is up, uh, you know, it's two outs at the <laughs> yeah. bottom of the ninth, you know, we're down to it. One strike ends the game and there's this home run that, you know, wins it for them in this walk-off exciting I mean, thing. the
0: number of movies that are baseball films that are yep. just literally that story of someone and defying the, odds. And, and some, about the spirit of baseball. And, yeah. yeah.
1: Like Field of Dreams, for example, is about the
2: romantic spirit of baseball. Moneyball. So, <laughs> yeah, Moneyball. Moneyball One of my is like favorites. literally the opposite of it.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the statistics.
2: <laughs> but yeah, like it, and when you're talking about like sort of magic of sports like this, part of that is because... There is a lot of just, it's not a random chance element. It's more just that the game is so hard. Yes. Um, that it's crazy stuff like that can happen. Mm-hmm. The, the rookie can come up to the, step up to the plate to use an idiom um, mm-hmm. and hit a walk-off home run, yeah. uh, meaning that you instantly win the game. And that can happen because this is a sport where the best players in the world fail at the plate almost eight out of 10 times. Yeah. Um, regularly. Mm.
0: Yes. I believe that is the correct. And I think it might be seven out of ten times. So yeah. I mean, well, like,
2: seven because, well, if you would, a 300 average, which mean is, is quite good, and that would mean that you're hitting, you know, roughly the three out of ten uh, pitches that come your yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting on base, basically.
1: Yeah, so I I feel like, I mean, you can you can be walked and hit by pitches. After like, hitting. That <laughs> after hitting the ball. Yeah, after, yeah. Um, I, I think, like, that's what excites me as well, is that, like, the the chance of of things going well for someone that is also elite, you know, the, like these yeah. guys are hitting balls that are going nowadays upward of like ninety five to one hundred and two miles an hour. And uh, I watched a video recently. I can't
2: I can't that's remember about the About one hundred and sixty k's for anybody. In-
1: yeah, really. Yeah, that's
2: fast. as fuck. It's pretty fast. Um, so like
1: <laughs> I was I was watching this video on YouTube. I wish I could remember the guy, but you can look it up. Of like a uh, a guy who who tries to do something athletic that he's never done. And he's obviously like a really athletic guy. He's always Mm. got a sports background. But he goes, I want to hit a fastball, um, like a major league fastball um, going at major league speed. Mm. And he goes in and and like trains for a day like with one of the professional coaches and he gets all the advice and stuff like that and eventually makes contact and it would have been a foul or caught out. But it's just like the fact that he even made contact is insane. Like he's Mm. watching it and trying to describe what it's like when that's coming out. He's like, you can't see it. You can't fucking see the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the most fascinating thing based on what kind of what I was looking at, which was all of the science, physics, all of that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, because as Samantha, I'm the science person. Welcome
2: it's to the science. It's not called Samantha's Science Corner for nothing, love. Yeah, yeah. so...
0: Um, what they say that? basically... I don't know what accent there
2: was or where you could possibly have been from.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, a, a fastball pitch comes at 94 miles per hour, which is 151 kilometres per hour. In order to cover that distance between the mound and the home plate, that is 439 milliseconds. So for comparison's sake, for people who maybe find that difficult to conceptualise, a voluntary blink is 150 milliseconds. So that's three of those. Two. Wow. Hit the ball that's coming at you. You have got three balls with
1: a small bat, both of which are round.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think when you're putting that into perspective as well, there's also the physics of like you have to be swinging for a ball before you've made the decision of how you're going to hit it because it takes 150 milliseconds for you to swing the bat.
1: Yeah, so the instinct and the the knowledge as well of like they study up on these pitches, they know that mm-hmm. the, the the types of pitches that they throw, and they try to kind of think. Ahead of like, yeah. wh- where are we in the count? Like, you know, what what does he usually throw at this point And go like, okay, he's he's going to throw fastball. I'm swinging, you know, that yeah. that kind of thing. It's like, and a lot of the time they're mm. they're wrong, and that's part of them striking out. It's not just that they like swing and miss. That it's just they stand there and they've they've gone. Oh, this is going to be uh, a up. fastball, and yeah. it's just like, oh no, here's the okay, yeah. it's, it's a curveball. Or yeah,
0: but, and and um, So And <laughs> it's it's really fascinating because you you sort of watch them them do this, and they have to make these calculations and and. There's so many people. Like there are a lot of baseball players that actually just have degrees in mathematics because it helps. But really? they are natural. I don't think it helps
2: real time. Though, no, but, does it, it? but
0: like they're basically described <laughs> as like natural mathematicians because they just are yeah. capable of making split second calculations based on. Experience based on how many times they've been at the plate and they've hit a mm. ball, they can feel it in their bones, and they have to make these judgment calls constantly. Not
1: to mention, they also have to do them in really clutch moments as well. It's just yeah. like under the, pressure, there are millions of dollars at stake, and uh, you know, and it's and it's like this is the moment where you either you know succeed or totally fail. The other thing is like we're focusing on hitting quite a lot, here, yeah, but there's more to it, and it's just like I reckon at some point everyone should have a crack at trying to catch
2: a fly ball. Oh, Jesus. I, like, so a fly ball being a ball that goes up high. And up high it. and you have to catch it.
1: So you see, you're an outfielder, right? You're, and, and the ball is coming to you. It's come off a round bat and it's moving in a certain way. I've done like one or two baseball training sessions for a laugh to see how it goes <laughs> and it is fucking impossible. Like, you know, we, we've all, as Australians, like we've played cricket at school at one point or like we played backyard cricket or yep. whatever. There is a straightforwardness to the way that the ball comes off a square bat. You go, mm. It gets hit, it's up in the air, you can see where it's going, you can kind of put yourself where it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part. Yeah. But it's just like, when it was struck by the round bat and going up in the air, I like, I'm like. i like, there it is, I ran in and it fucking disappeared behind me. <laughs> I was like, not just wrong, mm. but completely wrong. So it's just like, again, they are so well-practiced but also so instinctually good or instinctively yeah. good at yeah. at, uh, at going for this. And thing. they have
0: to move quickly. They have to move incredibly fast. Yeah. And they have to, again, these split-second decisions. So there's been, a, obviously- Baseball statistics, it's all in America that it's all statistics. So they it's done, a bit of an American
2: sports yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, But they've done a lot of stats. A, they yeah. have
0: done a whole bunch of like studies and stuff going like how quick is the reaction time? Like how fast do you need to be moving? And so yeah. they found that a typical outfielder can run at nine meters per second to make a make a catch. Like that they can fast. just move fucking fast. Yeah. But also that they have to make these decisions about trajectory in about three seconds.
1: Yeah right. Well, I mean, I suppose there's the first instinct of like, kind of, how's that come off the bat? What was going on with their feet?
0: And they use sound for that,
1: exactly. But it takes a while for the sound to fuck get yes. far away. Oh there. yeah, <laughs>
0: like, you're right. Well, that's the other sound thing. So they have to time. go like,
1: I'm running in, or I'm running out, or I'm standing there going, I can't find the ball. If you're a, a Red Sox outfielder this year.
0: <clears throat> but yeah, and then and you've also got to then factor in like, okay, how fast is the ball moving? Once it's been hit, so you're talking about fastball, one hundred and fifty-one kilometers an hour. It's then increasing in speed as it's off the bat. Oh, does it, so
2: does it accelerate from the from the bat striking the ball? And they can measure that now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah no, so because you're you're basically going. It's so it is like sort of equal and opposite force. Mm-hmm. So depending on the kind of hit and the way that it's been it's been. If it's in the sweet zone of the like, bat, was it there's David all these Ortiz vibrations, this,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah. But
0: it, it, it moves really, 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 really quickly.
1: Yeah, like the exit velocity, they can measure it. They like they, they It's really interesting because they actually focus on it sometimes. Where mm. right? they're going, like this home run went for X number of feet, and had an exit velocity of this. And you are kind of like, mother of God, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. very fast. <laughs> but then
0: like okay, but like talking about the fielding because like we're probably going to hit all the different aspects of baseball: the fielding, the pitching, the hitting, yeah. everything. But talking about the fielding, it's like you're not just talking about catching the ball, right? That's yeah. not the aim then you've also got to throw it from the outfield back into the infield to get somebody out on base, which means you have to be then throwing a ball accurately and quickly or falling and throwing a ball accurately. How many times have we seen someone catch a ball and throw it as they're like literally about to land on the ground. You know, as their yeah. head
2: is heading towards the ground and you would think yeah. that your brain would instinctively just give up on throwing the ball, but yeah. I guess they've just and trained so, them. And that's that why like specialization
1: exists and like, you know, especially if you look at stuff like American football, they have mm. like, it's all roles. Everyone's got like a single role. You are the kicker. You know, you mm. are the... Quarterback, Like you yeah. have, there is one task that that person is expert at and it's kind of the same in baseball. I mean, there's a lot of players that are a lot more versatile mm. who can go like, I play basically every position on the infield. You know, yeah, I can, I can do that. Please let me do that. Please give me the ball. Um, but then there's, there's like, you know, I'm a shortstop. I'm a second baseman, yada, yada. And so when you watch these guys at the major league level, like perform in these positions that's when they're doing the stuff that you cannot conceive of it is so fast it is so athletic it is so precise yeah um, and it's just because they drill it constantly it's the one thing they do mm. yeah and it's it, the one thing they've done since they were six yeah, <laughs> like, and it's
0: a, it's a literal game of um, it's been described as like it's a game of inches it's it's like how quickly did you recover from catching because yeah. those few seconds could be enough for a runner to get on base how, because they're
1: all hustling because the they're, most yeah because really
0: especially athletic. they're gunning it and then when you, and that makes when they get um Cold. A double? Yeah. Double play. Double play. Yeah. It makes yeah. it even more impressive because they go in like fucking ding, ding. Like yeah. they're, and they're doing that so quickly that somebody is still running from home to first. Yeah. Like that doesn't change. That distance isn't getting longer. Yeah. It's the same distance, but they're just moving so fast.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's also like when you watch that and you go like, wow, that was amazing. And then you see it in slow motion and you're like, wow, that was impossible. Yeah, was-
0: Oh, and those videos <laughs> that you can watch of like a bat and then like you've got the pitcher catching it.
2: Yeah, that's not even thought. At that that's stage. Not, it can't that's, possibly that's, be thought. There's no like, way they would have even had time to conceive. Yeah, all the shortstop
0: is just like... Mm.
2: Which yeah. is why it's amazing
1: as well when you see a pitcher like dodge the ball.
0: <laughs> you know, it's instead for of that, it, it's head. just like,
2: yeah,
1: farewell.
0: <laughs> farewell, my sweet friend. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, the, I mean, and the fielding is is one aspect of that. And that is the bit where it's just like people are throwing fastballs. Like they're throwing fastballs out there mm-hmm. constantly. They're n- like 90 kilometers an hour Yeah, moving just constantly. 90 miles an hour? No. N-
2: 90 miles.
0: Miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me check mine. I have mixed. <laughs> Systems of numbers in yeah. my notes and it kills me. Disgusting. Miles an hour, which is how fast?
2: Uh, 90 miles per hour. Yeah. I think it was, it's about like 145.
0: Gorgeous. He's going to be I'm our just estimating based just on prior so knowledge here. It's, it's fast. Okay? fast. It's fast. That's,
2: fast. fast. That's the key thing. If you don't, okay, so if also if you don't know like kilometers very well, it's like, you know, the fastest a car will go on a highway in Australia is like 100Ks, 110, 120, 120. or $1.20. twenty, yeah. $20 yeah. on the freeway. Yeah. twenty if you're heading down the Gold Coast. Of yeah. Course. Fuck yeah. We should probably talk about what baseball is and how oh. it works because I think anyone who doesn't know baseball so far might be a, like uh, savagely confused. Yeah. Um,
0: do you have a description? I think we could describe the game of baseball. Do you, you want to do that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, so the game of baseball is- uh, It's like a summer's day. <laughs> it's like picture the smell of dirt yeah. <laughs> and the feel of a catcher's glove. It's opening day. Um, First of all, you've asked people to picture a smell. So,
1: <laughs> so I, I think this we, we might have to just start this one again. <laughs>
2: Yes, so a baseball field is... What is the shape of a baseball field? Diamond. A, you obviously, there's a diamond, but then beyond that, there's an arc. It's an band. arc. Yeah, it's an arc. Thank you. So there's a large arc in front of you, and there's a diamond. And on the diamond at four bases, the aim of the game is to get a runner around all of these bases and touch home plate, and that's how you score a run. Mm-hmm. Um, they, can be, they can be caught out, and they'll be el- eliminated from that inning of the game, uh, if they're tagged with the ball, or if they're um, tagged at a plate as well, if they're mm-hmm. not at the, um, if they're not out of base in time, and um, their base is because they're safe. They're a safe spot for the hitter to, to be. It's out. basically
0: like the floor is lava, except there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so and so there's a pitcher, and that the pitcher is a person who um, throws the ball from a mound of dirt in the center of the diamond towards a mm-hmm. hitter, um, and. There's lots and lots of complicated rules, but at the end of the day, it's really just the pitchers trying to get the hitters out, mm-hmm. and so are the fielders. And then the hitters are trying to hit the ball as far as possible and get within the, the foul lines. It's uh, like throw, hit, catch, tag. That's the yeah. That's yeah and like
0: it. the aim of the game is to get the most runs on the board yeah. and three strikes. So, three strikes, you're out. <laughs> oh, I forgot Everyone about, knows that. Three oh my God, strikes, I you're, you're out. <laughs> so, if your strike is when you. Um, go to swing at the ball uh, at the pitch and you miss if you get 3 of those you're out 3 outs or, end of or the inning or if it
1: is thrown within the strike zone and you don't swing yes. yes
0: so there and, the and that's what i mean <laughs> <The> strike zone <laughs> there are layers and so um and then there's 9 innings each inning has a top and a bottom half cuz each team gets to take a go at batting yeah. um and, there are
2: and 3 outs per, per top or bottom, top of, the or
0: bottom yeah. of the inning so the game can go goes.
2: from anywhere from about an hour and a half to Three hours, or at their longest, if things go really out of hand, um, about you know eight hours. But that's very. And the rare. reason for that is
1: because you can't have like say for example, if you're looking at soccer or, or football, if you're elsewhere, um, there you can have no result. And there can be a draw, there can be a tie, mm-hmm. you know, nil all, no one scores. It's a great game. Um, whereas in baseball, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser, and so they will go. Until that's the case. If they reach
2: nine innings and it is tied, they have to go to extra innings. And this is actually one of my favorite things about baseball because it doesn't really have, if, if you're tied at the end, like including if you're tied zero, there's no theoretical end to the game. There's just, we have to, somebody has to win.
0: Yeah, someone needs to get a run. And so you
2: get these ludicrous games. I think the world record for the length of a game was, was something like, I think it was a high school game played in Japan. Yeah. And it went overnight. And to keep in mind, this is a high school game, right? These are kids, yeah. but they were just like, You've got to finish the game. I
1: feel a lot like kids are more <laughs> likely
2: to do that than adults,
1: mm. Which is like, "Guys, should we call it a day?" And they're just like, "No."
2: <laughs> I think I accidentally witnessed the longest one in MLB in oh, Major yeah. League Baseball in the US. Um, I think it was a, I think it was a Dodgers game. I don't remember who they were playing. It was, mm-hmm. it was many years I have ago. That information, um, for you. but it was absolutely ludicrous. And I was tired. They were tired. Everyone wanted it to be over. Dodgers mm. v Braves. Yeah, thank you. And it was, it was a walk off. Win So mm. because it was nil all, somebody hit a home run, great, somebody scored, game over. Game Thank God. Yeah, and, and the, the guy who hit the, the run um, was interviewed afterwards. He was like, how do you feel to, to in this record uh, making game with 20 plus innings? 26 and, innings. 26 mm. innings and, and you've hit the walk-off. And he's like, oh, honestly, I'm just glad, glad it's over. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're playing the next day. <laughs> like, exactly,
1: I was going to say, these guys are on tour. You know what I mean? The <laughs> next show is like five <laughs> hours from now. Like, good luck.
0: Yeah, and like we're not even gonna try and explain how like the actual like standings works and like what the rounds are and how, how, many, so how, of, many, how many teams many, there are.
1: What yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. It's
0: it's because every every like there's America. There's an American team, which is uh, American system, which is MLB. There's also Australia, which has slightly different structure. Mm-hmm. There's um, Nippon
2: professional league, professional league which is the
0: J- Japanese professional league. They have mm-hmm. a slightly different system of how they run things. So it's all very very complicated.
2: So like. I, I want to talk about the fact that when we did a, a really try to, we tried our best at a simple explanation of baseball mm-hmm. and hope we succeeded. And um, it's so clear that it's a kid's game. And now, it, now this is called a kid's game. Like it's a common phrase in American baseball. We say like um, to play the children's game sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a really true statement because the reason why baseball exists is because it's a kid's game. Mm. Um, and that's its origin of just kids going around, or kids either in a children's sense or in sort of young people sense. Yeah, and that's the ultimately the origins of the game. Um, and then things got out of hand because you had to have complex rules because it's a professional sport, mm-hmm. and that's a really slow evolution. Yeah. Much like everything else. I mean,
1: like again, we're talking about soccer, and it's like. You kick a ball, the, the rule is you can't touch it with your hands and you have to, yeah. you have to score goals by kicking it into the, the net. It's like, great, that is the simplest thing in the world and now it's like a very, very specific uh, world-class athletic sport. You know.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I suppose where do you want to go from here? Because obviously we can go hitters, we can go pitchers, we can Listen, go fielders. What
2: I'm going to do is I want to address the question that I had it burned me the most. Okay. Um, which was in in my soul. Which, which is which Why is, is baseball? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> why the fuck? Full stop. Um yeah. cuz it's it is kind of an odd sport and a lot of people who aren't familiar with it just sort of see it as insanely arbitrary or boring mm. or weird or just like why does this sport it's exist? Like why does
1: it go for 3 hours? I'm so this is, doesn't
2: make I'm sense.
0: I'm tired. The sun. Um, yeah.
2: So I I looked into the origins of baseball and it's a kind of interesting little story. Um and this is see, I like I went into this episode thinking this is going to be a we're just going to talk about baseball. There's lots of discussion. I shouldn't over-research this. I should calm down. And i just getting up with like seven, eight pages of notes. Mother of God. Um, <laughs> They're not all this bit, okay? So I said, I mentioned earlier that baseball exists because um, counterintuitively from England.
0: Mm.
2: And that's because it is a batten ball. Um, now you might think, okay, it comes from cricket because cricket is older. Cricket is an old sport. Uh, but it doesn't come from cricket. It's sort of like a cousin. Um, it evolved at the same time, mm. and that you sort of think, how does this happen? But it's the thing to remember is that they're not sports at this stage. They're just people hitting balls in yeah. churchyards. So um, specifically, specifically churchyards. Um, yeah. So, like you know, for example, there's a common ancestor to cricket and baseball, which is called stool ball. Okay, that's uh, it's worrying. Yeah, where, what? Are you, where are you going with this? Ben? Yeah,
0: how? yeah, stool
2: ball is just called stool ball because you would get a stool or a plank of wood or mm-hmm. something, and you have to protect that, much like cricket. You protect the yeah wickets. instead of the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, people throw stuff at you. You hit it away with a flat piece of wood, like a cricket bat, um, and sometimes you run between two different safe spots.
0: I mean, that okay, just sounds yeah. like cricket. It sounds yeah. a
2: lot like cricket, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, but it, it, it comes from the same uh, idea. And there are other bat and ball sports that were played by kids and young people at the time. And the time, by the way, is the 13, 1400s, picturing this sort of time. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Right, sorry. Um, all of their outfits just changed in my mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, some certain things are just going over my head at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, you know, the earliest reference of stool ball is in 1330, and it's a guy trying to ban it from churchyards, presumably mm. because people were trying to use it against gravestones and stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. <That laughs> no, they, they probably used words, though. That was amazing. Instead of just like sounds. That are just vowels. So, from that journey, right, we have these sort of games in the, you know, what feels like the Middle Ages almost mm. of Europe. And. Somehow cricket comes from that and becomes a fanciful thing that. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a gentlemanly game. It's not at all a thing where we just hit things it's, with sticks. It's
0: not. A, it's not stool. We stop for tea in the middle. <laughs>
2: you stop for a tea break. This yeah. is a
0: summer sport.
2: But from that you get um, a game that was. Uh, it's called by many names, but the main name used to, to describe it is rounders. Rounders. Rounders, mm-hmm. and that's because it still exists. Okay. So rounders was and is, and it's kind of first mentioned in like the 1700s. Okay, um, It's the closest thing baseball has to an ancestor. But, you know, talking was kind of more of a sibling, but, you know, whatever. whatever. You, you play games, you screw around with games and you create new rules and that's how you get this stuff. So round is, it's really, really similar. There is nine players. You have four bases that are safe for them to stand on. There was a, a bowler and a catcher. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there's someone to hit the ball and there's innings to score in. Okay. You're sort of seeing the shared heritage of cricket here. Yeah. Um, but, so this isn't just a historical game, though. It's still played now um, as a kid's game. And I was thinking about this and I thought, hang on, it's a kid's game in England. And this would this is not a surprise to anyone in the UK, I, I assume. But then I realized I, I just, somewhere in my childhood uh, mind palaces is, <laughs> is like uh, where you, you arrange the four plastic cones in the, on the field and you run around the bases and I just realized that it wasn't baseball. It was something very similar to it. Right. So I think it's actually played in Australia uh, as well. I just forgot.
1: No member of, no member. I have no memory of doing that uh, at all. So maybe I just wasn't invited to those kind of places. Oh,
0: you didn't get to play the game. No. That's so sad. No.
1: Ring Around the Rounders alone by somewhere else.
2: Yeah, so Rounders today, it's, it actually has formal rules because it's a professional game, at least in Ireland by um, like four adults. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's really similar to baseball. Rounders. <laughs> no, that's not an Irish accent. So, uh, <laughs> <It's like laughs> so forget I said anything. <laughs> um, there's no kind of strikes, if, if, if I understand it correctly. You sort of just, um, if you don't hit it, you still got to run. <laughs> run. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so it's, it's a kind of simplified baseball in a lot of ways. Um, the first reference is in 1744 in a kid's book called A Pretty Little Pocket Book. And in that reference, it was, in fact, called baseball. Interesting. Two words. Baseball. Which is disgusting. Okay. And upsetting. Well, I mean, the thing is making that a
1: compound word to describe a game is really German, actually. Like, it's just, yeah. what? what's this game? And it's just, it's, it's not, uh, you know, like football and baseball. It's just kind of, it is what it is.
2: The ball wants to throck
1: off, away flies the boy. I'm sorry, can you just repeat what you said, but like... The glit.
0: ball wants to throck off, he's, th- away... He's th- doing the S, F thing that happens in specific languages before it was codified where they would occasionally make their Fs look like Ss. Okay, so
1: is it suck off then? Like I don't understand. <laughs>
2: throck off. Okay. Thruck off, away flies the boy to the next destined post. Okay. And then home with joy. Can I?
1: I need to make sure that this is
0: uh, kosher. <laughs> uh,
1: before we uh, truck. Oh, as in struck off. Yeah. Okay. I think we we're saying thruck or <laughs> suck. And it was unclear because the ball once suck off has a distinctly different adult meaning and therefore should not be a
2: children's game. Yeah. It was a different time. Yes. Wow. Anyway, the point I was trying to make with all of that is that all of these games, including fanciful old cricket, which oh, goes yes. for seven days or something, were all just kids <laughs> screwing around in a churchyard at some point. Yeah. And I think that's important to know. So that's in the 1700s. Around the same time, 1600s, 1700s, you got English folk going to the New World. Places they shouldn't
0: go. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <coughs> the New World. Um, and so they were playing these games in the streets. And they, of course, developed different names. So one of those names was Three Cornered Cat. I don't really know why. It was probably Chad. Yeah, it was a cool <laughs> name. Ke- Kevin. Um, yeah, sure. Um, but we know it existed because Kyle. Um,
0: <laughs> definitely a Kyle. Yeah.
2: Definitely started being played by young folk and adult and adults, adults, um, <laughs> because it was uh, several Massachusetts um, councils and, and towns tried to ban it because people were playing it in the street and breaking windows and making a ruckus. And they're yeah. all students, right? These were usually the student towns, basically right. around like Harvard and stuff. Yeah. Um, where were, they were playing baseball, basically. Sometimes it was by that name. Sometimes it was called Three Corner Cats. Sometimes it was called Lots and Lots of Things. Great name. But by the 1820s, um, when it reached New York, that's when things really started happening. Um, and clubs started forming in, in New York. And did I just say New York?
1: Yeah, you did. New York. You really okay. did. <laughs> can, I, can I ask about... Why that is like what? What is the did did New York uh, provide some kind of credibility to it or hipness? Like, what was the status of New York at the time that made that the case?
2: I don't know. I I I, I sort of suspect that it's just the fact that it's a it was a very large city for its time, more populous. Okay, right. Um, sure. And I should say also, like I say New York, we should really say Manhattan specifically. Okay. So, um, you know, like modern baseball as we know it really emerges from Manhattan. So um, can I just say, just for the record, I know as a Red Sox fan, you don't really want to hear that. I know. That. I was just
1: literally just <laughs> going to say, just just fuck the Yankees, just real quick. I just yeah, yeah. To get it,
0: out. it needed it needed to be said. Except it's, for maybe
2: Aaron Judge, I've they rest like, in the home of my baseball. I don't baseball. know why I can't
1: hate Aaron Judge. It's
2: uh, it's his face. Maybe he's a sweet boy and a giant. <laughs> yeah. So the, okay. So the first baseball clubs started forming, and of course, this is still baseball, and it's pretty different to now. Mm. Um, and really, they started to have. <gasps> They had to make new rules because this is an adult's game now, not a kid's game anymore. And one of the key people responsible for this was Will Wheaton. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The actor who
1: played Wesley Crusher on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. I don't think
0: that this is true. (laughs) He would have
2: been very young at this stage. Yeah, I mean, he was a
0: child. It was not. It
2: was William R. Wheaton. Okay. Different guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he co-founded the Gotham Baseball Club. In what year? in, I'm glad you asked, in 1837. Nice. Um, And so we don't have those rules anymore that they wrote down for that because it's kind of lost to time. You have to actually have this this stuff written down. They didn't publish it. But he did interviews describing what changes they made. And the biggest change they made was that previously when people played like what he called three-cornered cat, in the streets and Can stuff. Can I just
1: say that that is literally the coolest possible, name?
2: <laughs> it's so basically.
1: good. You ever play three-corner kit?
2: <laughs> you had to throw at the runner to get them out. You, you, it you don't, had to hit the them. The ball didn't have to be in a glove to tag them. You could just throw it at them. That's fucking <laughs> You have to keep in mind, this isn't like, you're picturing a modern baseball that's yeah. like a, a industrially made cork-centered hard object. This is a stool ball. This is <laughs> like fossilized shit. Or this is just whatever <laughs> they've got. Like, yeah. It was a lot softer, um, or just a round of cork or something. Yeah. So, you. but they were still saying like, we can't play this at Arnold's game, and he specifically mentioned this in interview, like in I think sometime in the 1850, some mid 19th century, um, that you know it hurts when it, you know, it hits you, especially when and he specifically mentioned basically it, when it hits you in the balls, mm. it's a problem, and that's why they changed this rule. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> not ball ball.
2: <laughs> 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 ha 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 like mean, this is like in a newspaper in the 1850s or something. Yeah. And he was being specific about that. Yeah, um, i the fuck boss. So, you know <laughs>
0: like, uh, so when were the rules written down for the first time as we know yes. them?
2: So that was when actually Will, Will Wheaton uh, then went to, to oh, work. To Star, a Trek, Star Trek, yeah. Yep. Another club that was mm-hmm. called the New York Knickerbockers. It's terrific. The New York Knickerbockers. Baseball
0: team names. Sorry. And Yay. they
2: wrote down the first... Codified rules of baseball. So it stopped being the oral tradition of baseball, and <laughs> yes, codified. So what are but the there rules? There were twenty rules. Oh okay. wow! Sing, Only sing. twenty. Thou shalt. <laughs> thou shalt. The first rule is about punctuality. That is the sweetest <laughs> thing. That two of
1: those twenty rules. It sounds two. really pointed, though. It's just kind of like thou shalt arrive on
2: time. Members. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Members must strictly observe the time agreed upon for exercise and be punctual in their attendance. Comma, Kyle. Full <laughs> <start>. <laughs> rule number seven. If members appear after the game has commenced, they may be chosen in if mutually agreed upon. Yeah.
0: Two of the 20 two rules. Two of the valuable 20 rules
2: of yeah. this complicated sport are devoted to punctuality. And then you get yeah. to rule num- num- number 19, which is a runner cannot be put out in making one base when a bork is made by the pitcher. Like, the bork is in the 20 rules. In the rules. OG
1: rules. Yes. Wow. wow. I love the idea that the two rules for punctuality that had to put in meant that like all the rules of uh, of you know inclusivity and, and multiculturalism got had to get scrapped.
2: Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So this is 1845, and the, the innovations are really key parts of the game now. Foul lines, for example, Um that the ball is foul if you hit it too far to the left or the right. Yeah. Um, they're not strikes yet. That happens later. But um, and you can't hit the batter deliberately. Previously, you could just toss it at the hitter. I mean, Just let's like, bring that back oh. for certain
0: <laughs> games. I feel. Just do whatever you Just want. Of and of course, in modern baseball,
2: if you if you the pitcher hits the hitter with the ball, the hitter walks because you can't be yeah, throwing they, balls they get at people. a free walk to first base when you're throwing walk. in 160 k's an hour.
1: Yeah, and that, they they still do.
0: It bruises. But like, I you know, I it's ashamed. only
1: recently actually they've added rules about like automatic warnings for both teams if someone does that. So, for example, pitcher throws at a hitter. And it seems like it might have been intentional. Um, Other team sees that and goes, fuck me, fuck you. And in retaliation, hits one of their hitters. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because that was like a really common thing for a lot of time, like the home plate ump will now like step out and go like, that's a warning for you and a warning for you. Both teams get warned. Somebody else does it. They're immediately ejected.
2: Yeah, and their eyes are amazing. I just I'm constantly in awe of. Oh, umpires, of
0: umpires are just incredible.
2: Maybe not this year. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, <I> mean, <laughs> no, but like I just think it's easy to. It's difficult. <laughs> I think it, when you're a fan of a team, it's easy to start like maligning umpires, but it's just like they're major leaguers also. Like the yeah, they see the stuff them... that you just can't possibly see, like like, a like book. the subtleties, <laughs> like a book, like the, the times when a pitch. Um is thrown deliberately. And you're sort of like, oh, that could be an accident. And he's like, nope.
1: <laughs> that was very intentional. Uh, I will say one thing, though, that it's like everyone celebrated when Joe West retired and Angel Hernandez needs to leave. Um, but the, it, it's like the umps this year are desperately trying to get themselves fired and replaced by machines. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: what about the human element? Turns out the human element is deliberately shit right now. <laughs> yeah. So the Knickerbockers published those rules in 1845. And because they were published, it spread... And because it was published, that became sort of the the rules Mm -hmm. um, that were popularly used to play the childhood and backyard games that people were already familiar to many people. Um, The first recorded baseball game with these rules happened in 1846 on June 19th uh, in New Jersey. And it was between the New York Knickerbockers and the New York Nine. Uh, which is a great name for a team. The New
1: York Nine, that's yeah. That's it wasn't a formal sick. name.
2: I think they were just called the New York Baseball Club or something, but they're referred to as the Nine, like the Nazgul, yeah, the, Red, the Riders in black. Yeah, um, nine rings for those who won the World Series. Uh, the Nine <laughs> won the game, 23-1. Oh! oh. <laughs> is this when the 21st rule of like the mercy rule <laughs> got created? <laughs> well, okay, it was only in four innings, right? They stopped after four innings. So they Jesus. scored
1: twenty three runs
2: in four innings. It's because in the Knickerbocker the era, they didn't have the nine inning thing limit. There wasn't really a theoretical limit to the game. Okay. You had to win twenty. You had to get twenty one aces, which I think referred to something like twenty one runs had to be okay. scored in total. or something. So it is like an automatic mercy rule. Yeah, it is because like, yeah. wow, well, because yeah, if like, they kept dead. going, <laughs> please stop. They're already dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like this, the Knickerbocker rules like it's still really different. There's no. Um, called strikes. So a strike is only when you swing and you miss. Okay. Um, there's no, so therefore there's no uh, balls either. Balls right. as in okay. strikes and balls.
1: Yeah. So a ball being a, uh, a pitch that is outside of the strike zone that the hitter doesn't swing at, and if you if that
2: happens four times in one at bat, it's an automatic walk to first base. We didn't cover that earlier. Okay, well, and I just
0: complicated. I just
2: forgot the biggest difference. I just forgot the biggest difference between okay. this era and now. There's no bats. There's, <laughs> they just
0: There's have no to bat- punch it,
2: yeah, uh, with their foreheads. Um, mm. no, 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 the it's underarm. The, so, oh, it's underarm. T- so today in it's baseball. Softball. Um, yeah, sort of. We're going to get we'll to that, we that. Yes. <laughs> um, kind of. Um, so they throw underarm, and what's really interesting is that the word pitch, actually it comes from referring to underarm, throwing, because in the original rules, they say balls must be pitched, not thrown. Oh, wow. Okay. So pitch, they were talking about, I'm not joking about this, they were talking about the game of horseshoe. You know when you throw the horseshoe on a stick? Yeah. You throw it. and yeah. You throw it upwards so like, and you're throwing an underarm. Yeah. And they, the phrase at the time was to pitch the horseshoe, partly because a pitch was sometimes a word to use a word to use for a spike in the ground. Where you, the oh, you try gone. and
1: pitch the horseshoe. Yeah. yeah. You try and land it. You oh, try right. So I was going to
2: ask, like, how does that etymologically even yep. function? Oh, we okay. got, yeah. got
0: notes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So pitch meant to throw underarm, and now today, of course, pitching is absolutely overarm. Pitching yeah. doesn't become overarm until I think. Uh, bring it down Eighteen
0: eighty
2: four. Eighteen eighty four. Hmm. Um. So about you know twenty years after this, when they sort of said like oh
0: let's do this faster, have we considered mortal peril? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do we feel about that? Add that so, to the game.
2: from this point onwards, New York baseball explodes. So at this point, this is this kind of baseball is seen as New York baseball, or it's called Knickerbocker baseball. Okay. Um, because Knickerbocker was actually a term for a Manhattan. It was like a uh, a term for someone from Manhattan, or right? Yeah, a Manhattanite. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: the 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 Manhattan. I,
0: I'm yeah, coming, no. up, coming up Him. Yeah, that's
1: guys. not working.
0: Knickerbocker, isn't that an ice cream? Yes, I, I think, think so. Things,
2: but I think that's because of this. Oh, There's right, also something about Knickerbocker in like
0: English tradition. I don't
2: know. No, okay, it's because there was a famous history of New York that was published in the early 19th century and um, the pen name of that person um, was a sort of Dutch name and the because of the way... The front cover had traditional dress on it in illustration. Okay. Right. And it, people referred to them as uh, knickerbockers because of the name of the author. Oh, right. And hence the origin of the word knickers as mm. well oh. describe underwear because it looked like underwear. Right. So is your- knickers an American slang word for. Uh, must, well, it must have gone to England. This is like, hang on, this is a New York-specific slang, but this is totally British slang.
1: But could it also be uh, like a like one of those fake etymology things where it's just like coincidence and... Yeah,
2: but perhaps. it's the New York Knicks. Oh, the short for wow. Knickerbockers. Oh, uh, uh, foolish. Uh, that's not baseball, though, so moving yeah, on. So moving on. Yeah, so it doesn't relate. Yeah, the Knickerbocker baseball. Um, and this is when you get the clubs really exploding. By, I think, um, yeah, the end of the 1850s, there was 25... Clubs, So that's really fast. Mm. So 25 teams that were playing each other. Crowd started to really like it. Mm. There was the first um, game to a paying crowd as well. That was in 20th of July, 1858. Um, Actually, uh, can I
1: just say one thing that I really love about baseball, not just the stats, is also how far back we have the stats. Like the fact that yes. this, we <laughs> have on this DIY
2: podcast access to the date of the first paying baseball <laughs> game, you know? Um, yeah a healthier score of 22-18 um, oh that's, <laughs> that's a little nice. bit closer between New York and Brooklyn um, they mustn't
0: have adjusted the mound by that point
2: um, yeah so what happens after that is this is right before the civil war so the civil war disrupts this a lot because people are going off to fight um, and from the north so Yankees are going down to fight the civil war and when was the civil people war are moving around. forgive me 1860s 1861 to 65 thank you Sam for writing that down <laughs> <laughs> so, he's
0: referring to himself in that book. <laughs> oh that's fine
2: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so people were moving around. Um, and what was apparently a big thing was the prisoner of war camps. Because wow. it's not just soldiers moving around, it's also soldiers being captured and then um, being put together, north and south, playing a game um, and you know, playing this game in the dirt and they would share the rules that they learned from um, Knickerbocker baseball, and it became the dominant one because it was the easiest one to do. And it it's, actually was the more fun one because it was It's also where game. The, uh, the Pirates' uh, home run call
1: came from as well because Clear the Deck uh, Cannonball Coming was actually quite uh, quite literal at the time, obviously. Um, that's a joke. I was going to say, it's are terrible. you being serious yeah, you can, right now? <laughs> 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 you can uh, you can laugh at that if you want. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Clear the deck, there's a cannonball coming! Yeah, um, yeah that one. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Thank you. Um, Any Pirates fans? You know the phrase that... Uh, baseball is referred to as America's pastime. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of seen as like central to a distinctly American identity. That dates to this period, right? And that's really interesting because it's right from the point. Like, remember that in the early U.S. Uh, period, like late 1700s, early 19th century, cricket was really popular. Right. Okay, that's upsetting. In, in right? America, that's disgusting. Right. Yeah. In in the U.S.
0: Yeah. Okay. But cricket was cricket very was oh, popular. Yes. No. Was it? No. Was
1: it? referred to as the US at this time? Because I mean, we're
2: talking about these it Civil was across the boundaries. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, in North America, yes, um, it was very popular um, because there's a similar sort of evolutions happening in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in this late 19th century period as baseball's kind of exploding that it's sort of seen as something distinctly American. Mm. That's the point where it's distinctly American because it's not like cricket anymore. It's not like the rounders and the three corner cat stuff that they people may have remembered bringing from the British Isles. When did the New York Yankees get their name?
1: I don't know, actually. Because I'm going to say that's like... Uh, oh, like, yeah, do you want me to... Please. Like the South referring to people from the North as Yankees uh, in, during and
2: post-Civil War Yeah, I'm sort stuff. of curious. I don't think the Yankees date to that, anything close to that period. Okay, it would right, be really
0: helpful if I could actually type, though, to get yeah. this information. Mm.
2: So, yeah, you've got the this, this sense that it's become part of an American national identity. I don't think... I might be just sort of a bit of conjecture here, but I don't think it's a coincidence that that's happening in the Reconstruction period after the Civil War. Right. Um, when a, the idea of unify, a unified yeah. national sport. 1913. 1913, 1913. Okay. okay. Significantly later. Much later. Um, so yeah, and this is the point where baseball becomes professional basically. Up until this point, it's totally an amateur sport. Their associations had formed um, that were the sort of distant ancestors to the current National League. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oh, we
0: didn't talk about the league. There are two leagues. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going
2: to do it. <laughs> so the, the first professional team was allowed by this association because what had happened was is that amateur baseball became corrupt <laughs> really, really fast. How so does, in the 1870s and 80s, people just started just like paying them off to lose games and stuff like that. But if it's amateur, who gives a Well, fuck? they don't have much. That's exactly the point. They're not being paid. They don't have money. Just some dudes... Playing a ball game, oh! So they're really easy to buy out because they need the dough. Like, okay, right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were thinking, mm, maybe allowing pro baseball is a good idea. What happened though is that the Cincinnati Red Stockings, the first professional baseball team, mm-hmm. um, became pro in 1869, Great, yeah. and then absolutely smoked everyone <laughs> because they could just <laughs> buy players yeah. from anywhere in the in the country, mm. like contemporary style. Um, they won. So at the end of the season, they won fifty-seven zero. Was their win-loss record? Holy oh shit! Oh my god! Which is in fact the only example of a one hundred percent win record in professional baseball history. Yeah. Um, because there was no feels other professional team. It doesn't it feels count. Like a thing.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, is it really? I'm sure there? they were
1: good. Like
0: god. if they actually went up against another professional team, like it's kind of like a stretch of a statistic. Guys, do you think there? I would have had
2: a shot? <laughs> <laughs> so the Cincinnati Red Stockings is a- Short person with no experience.
0: I think you would have been great.
2: Red yeah. Stockings is a familiar team name because it's the origin of both the Cincinnati Reds. And of course- The Red Sox, the yeah, Boston yeah. Red Sox. Woo! The cool thing was it wasn't actually their name. It was a nickname that became their name. Because they because wore Red Stockings. Because of their uniforms. Yeah. And because they were a pro team, they were wearing like proper uniforms the first time. Yeah. And so that's, that's sort of invented the, mo- the baseball uniform that- the, you know, we're talking about the nostalgia in uniforms. Of the long stock. Yeah, yeah, and the tucked yeah. in shirt and the mm. belt and looking really s- smart. Mm-hmm. Well, actually in the 1920s they were baggy ass. Yeah, but, but I like, mean
1: like sometimes that is the look, you know. It's yeah. Crazy. So.
2: Because pro baseball was so good, it started becoming a business. It was a really, really huge thing. And they formed a professional league that was the National League of Professional Baseball Clubs. Still two words, by the way. Mm. Professional Baseball Clubs in 1876. And that's the National League. It's still the same I love It's like base slash ball. <laughs> like it just includes these two things. Oldest pro sports club in the world, actually. The Red Stockings. No, no, sorry. The National League. The Nash- oh, So Major wow. League Baseball is a competition between two leagues. And the reason why this is is because the National League was formed and that was just a professional baseball league where people competed to win the National League. Mm. And then in 1901, a rival group formed called the American League. The American League was focused on the Midwest. The Judean People's Popular Front. (laughs) Rather than the National League, which was centered on New York still Mm -hmm. um, and the Northeast. So uh, because it was a rival league, the competition was a disaster really, really quickly. The first two years of these two leagues of, will I go to the National League game to watch baseball or will I go to the American League game to watch mm. baseball? Which which league do you follow? Um, and so they decided that they needed to bury the hatchet and they made a pact in 1903. This is bizarre. It's like a peace treaty. So they made like a formal pact mm. to say, we're not going to compete with each other financially. Basically, we're going to play ball and then the winners of the National and the American leagues will face off in a grand battle of to face the best baseball teams in the world, so it will be called the World Series. Yeah. Um, in nineteen oh three. That amazing American kind of like <laughs> <laughs> center
0: the World of the Series. World thing, yeah. Always won by Americans. It's mm. so weird. Oh, it was a really good it was probably just
2: like a really good promo yeah. thinking was oh, marketing for sure. Um and so it was gonna be just like, Oh, we'll try this out. They did one in nineteen oh three, and then from nineteen oh five they were like, This is annual now. And There's fucking
1: rules. We're doing this again.
2: And that's how you base. That's how you get Major League Baseball as you know it. There's the the rules that we understand. That's codified. It's a very American sport that's tied to American national. You have identity. the two leagues and the World Series.
1: And that's yeah. 1901. You said? Uh yeah,
2: 1903, the first World Series. Okay, wow, that is a long time. Yes, that's great. And professional baseball from the 1870s. So it's yeah, it's it's incredible stuff.
1: All right, so to cover some of the more negative side of baseball, because I feel like we do have to touch on this, uh, and it ties into um, the US's kind of. Sorted history when it comes to segregation. Uh, We do have to talk about one period and uh, unfortunately it it does require us to to say a word that we normally absolutely wouldn't. And it's only because it was the name of the league and we're going to try to keep it only once. And that is that there was at one time uh, what was referred to as the Negro League in baseball. From now on, we're going to refer to it as the segregation league just for the sake of Hmm. uh, not using a word that is entirely inappropriate.
2: Yeah. So, you know, when we were talking about like there's multiple leagues and you know, in 1903. There's the American League and the National League, and they run two different sets of of sporting events, basically. And they're considered major leagues compared to the more amateurish minor leagues, which still exist, obviously. But from during the segregation era of baseball, from roughly like 1920 to roughly 1960, around that period, um, there's a there's another major league, and it was considered a major league, um, and it was called the Negro League. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's the active segregation of baseball. So you can imagine there's an entirely different set of teams representing um, uh, cities. You know, um, the name that comes to mind is Kansas City Monarchs. So um, it's, a, it's a really strange thing to, to think about. Very recently, MLB has actually um, inducted that segregation league into. Um, canonical its own, statistical yeah, history, history basically yeah, into the major leagues. Well, at the time, it wasn't considered like that. Mm-hmm. It was considered a separate thing. Yeah. And now, this. I'm talking very recently. I think it was in the past
1: two years. Well, wasn't it enshrined in their constitution? You know, originally three quarters of an actual person, et cetera, et cetera.
2: In the know? US constitution, yeah. yes. Not in baseball constitution though. Mm-hmm. Um, MLB never had any explicit, um, I think teams did, but major league baseball didn't have an explicit exclusion on the basis of race. It was an unspoken... Sort of just rule of right. segregating, and that's why that's role. why the Brooklyn Dodgers, um, and could uh, call up Jackie Robinson in when, when that happened. It was in nineteen forty-six, well, um, and, and, and that's how they could do it because there was no rule against it. For those of you who don't know,
1: <laughs> Jackie Robinson was the uh, very first black player to uh, to be playing in the uh, major leagues in the, in the white in major leagues, I think American, yeah, the white major in in um, uh, American,
0: American league? league. I think it was American league. Brooklyn no, Dodgers. The,
2: the LA Dodgers are in the National League, are they? I don't
0: remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember.
2: <laughs> um, one of the leagues. Um, <laughs> yeah, and of course, um Jackie Robinson was a brilliant player and um and suffered a great deal of as a result mm. um, of from racism but he fucking dominated and absolutely and, dominated and
1: like the thing is his legacy now is sort of it's 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 sacrosanct in in baseball you know they have Jackie Robinson Day everyone
2: wears his number number 42 there's mm-hmm. like it's retired across all of major leagues yeah so no, no one, one no
1: it. one can wear the number 42 because that's Jackie's number yeah
2: yeah and so what happened is is that um other general managers of clubs followed um, Brooklyn Dodgers GM Branch Rickey's lead um and uh start calling up um, Black players, mm-hmm. and so and that, but it was a very slow process. This is a sort of desegregation process, and the other segregated league was still running at the time. Um, so, the basically the, the the sort of end point of this era that we sort of point to is at the end of the fifties, because that's the point when the last all-white team left in in the two, American or national leagues, um, brought up by a black player, mm-hmm. and that was the Boston Red Sox. Okay, in nineteen fifty-nine. Um, Wait, like so
0: when was, when was Jackie Robinson? Like. 46. 46 to 59. Yes.
2: Mm. And it's then f-
0: 15 years. I, I think
2: at the beginning of the 60s, the segregated is it, league. Is it 15 years? I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 14 years. <It's> 14
2: years. <laughs> the, the segregated league folded after that because basically the, the leagues had um, integrated.
0: There was no need for it anymore. Um, Wait, hang on. It's, and also there was, it was it hard to No, maintain. it was 46 to... Is it
1: 15 years?
0: It's, <laughs> <Fox>. <laughs> what are the numbers? Ah, 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 Give me this piece of paper. Do you guys remember our episode
1: on numbers? Guys, it was 13 worked? years. Was it 13 years? It was 46 13
0: years. I <laughs> 46 to years I <laughs> 46? <laughs> <laughs> I must have just not heard the first number. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Look, I don't listen to
1: you, Sam. <laughs> was a long time ago, Sam. Does it really matter, dude? Like, honestly? Uh,
0: but yeah, I, I mean, it's a very, very important part of of baseball. I, and there are, I mean, if you've ever seen the film, because I didn't really know much about Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. and then I watched the film 42 and I was like, mm. oh. Oh, I see. I see. And of course that's like a dramatised version yes, of whatever else. But yes. the racism
1: and things that he faced were, you know, not that embellished, yeah. you know what I mean? It was It was more reflective of what actually was going on at the time. Yeah. Um, and it, it's what strikes me now actually. Nice. Because I didn't know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that um, I was going to make that joke. I didn't know that. The, there was no explicit segregation rule in the major leagues. And mm. all that does is kind of, I suppose, show how fucked up it is that, you know, Jackie Robinson coming up and playing in the major leagues was faced with such resistance yeah. uh, on, on the basis of race, despite there not actually being a, a rule about that makes mm. it so arbitrarily hateful and fucked that mm. it's just even worse. It's know? hard
2: to imagine that. And it's particularly hard to imagine that just from the point of view of seeing baseball now as just like a, it's a, it's not a white sport, like no, it's not. You know, not, not, not you know not, it no. really isn't. Like, and the mm-hmm. team, like, you know, I think something like nine or ten percent of all major league baseball players are from the Dominican Republic. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, they, they play a good ball. Ten, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So like, you know, it's a it's a very different era now. Mm. Absolutely. For the best, for what, sure. Talking about other, um, so you said, oh yeah, Major League Baseball didn't have, a, have an explicit um, restriction on race. Mm. It kind of reminds me of another thing because this baseball also doesn't have an explicit restriction on the basis of sex either. Really?
0: No. Yeah, women can play baseball. That's
2: why there, there are women in the minor leagues. There's never been a woman playing in the major leagues, but it's actually quite possible. Whoa. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not called men's baseball. It's just assumed that it's that it is men's. Wow. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, it's
0: kind of cool. Yeah. I had no idea about that. Yeah. And of course, there's women's
2: baseball leagues as well. But um,
0: yes, there are women's baseball leagues as well.
2: um, But you know, it sort of it gets me thinking about um, softball. Yes. Because softball um, is often thought of as like, and this is sort of a strange thing that we should talk about, but um, that softball is sort of seen as like women's baseball almost. Um, but softball, so I always I assumed that it was. I was assumed based off these things that had been handed down to me. It from, wasn't. From sexism that, um, that it was designed. Yeah, back when sexism was a thing. You know yeah, like back, it, back, back, the back past. in the past. <laughs> no, like, not inside my own brain at all times. Yeah, types. yeah, yeah so.
0: so it was originally considered to be a feat, like literally designed for women, for women to play baseball.
2: But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't. was
0: designed for men to play baseball indoors in the winter.
2: It was a practice game because it was. A practice it was game. You needed to shrink the dimensions because you were inside. Yeah, okay. Right. And also, uh, it, it was it was Arthur uh, and underarm because even even f- when baseball was thrown overarm, it was thrown underarm because you, you were inside. You were inside.
0: Yeah, they played reasonably. They were men. They were gentlemen, um, and it was. Um, it was a it was it was widely played by, by men and actually wasn't even played by women until a little bit later. Well,
2: because it was in the eighteen eighties and it was a it was a yeah. sport that was it, they just assumed that women wouldn't be playing. It was it.
0: also a game that was used to occupy firefighters' times. When really? they were yes yeah it was also used as an exercise game for firefighters. Um, when they in the eighteen in 1895 they were they would use it because it would just keep them agile and occupy their time. Mm. You know, because you know they're not mm. like unless there's a fire like they're just kind of waiting for a fire, so they need something to do. Are
1: you right now calling firefighters lazy? No, of course not. <laughs> I want you just to, to no. I think that them.
0: they are heroes. Um, <laughs> but I love this because it was. It also had fun different names, kind of like baseball. So it wasn't just called... It was called softball because the balls were bigger, not yeah, well, because they were softer.
2: And it, but yeah, and also, they have, see now softball balls are larger than baseballs. They yes. look very similar. They have the same stitch patterns. Yeah, and we're going to get into probably
0: like, the construction of the ball.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're larger and often yellow, but that's mostly kind of arbitrary. Um, the But originally if we're talking about the origins of the softball, they weren't a ball at all. It was designed as a practice game. So they were rolled up gloves often or just other soft objects. That's why it was called softball. Um, and because modern softballs are not at all soft. They're only slightly, uh, I think they just have a slightly different density to baseballs, but,
0: yeah, but actually I they think, still hurt yeah, like hell when they, they hurt it, like so. hell when, yeah. And so it was known as kitten ball, lemon ball. Lemon ball. Or diamond ball. Uh, I think I've uh, heard diamond ball. I'm going to go with kitten ball. Yeah, yeah I think kitten ball good Lemon one. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw and, a lemon around. And so when, when we when talking about softball, there there are two different traditions of baseball uh, of softball. There's fast pitch and slow pitch. Um, fast pitch is pitched faster. Yes. Yeah, so and fast slow pitched is pitched slower. Oh, thank you. For <laughs> really? that. No, just, yeah. I
2: just so need, because yeah, um, fast pitch is the one that you. Are you you see in the professional it's like a windmilling like women's yeah. professional fast pitch is the, the biggest one they in the whip US. It, yeah. yeah, it's the big windmill motion. Yeah. And they whip it up. Um, so it's like underarm, but super and super fast. It comes fast. up at your face. Um, comes up, up at your face, <laughs> and uh, and slow pitch is very different. You sort of have to throw it directly, um, sort of onto the plate, and it's just a classic underarm throw. Yeah, yeah. right. Like it was envisaged in original baseball as well. So, so
0: the distinctions between them, obviously, are between baseball and softball, the pit, the actual diamond, is slightly smaller. The ball nowadays is slightly bigger. Um, you ca- uh, there is no mound in softball. You're just kind of on dirt and also mm. the entire thing is dirt. She it's, to the rubber. Yeah. So Set it's, just, it's just, yeah. I mean, there's a rubber in baseball as well, but there's no mound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then everything's dirt rather than the bits of the outfield in baseball, which is grass. And then you also, when ba- when you're on base, you have to stay on base. Until the pitch is is released, you can't leave the base, which means that you can't have those like fun little sneaky yeah. I'm going to get you uh, where the
2: pitcher throws to first base to try and get it. So
0: I suppose the question then (laughs) that I was, when when I was given kind of this subject to look into. I granted you
2: this task. Yeah, it
0: was great. It was like, why has it now become considered the woman's baseball? Yeah. Um, because as we know, there are women who play baseball. There's women baseball leagues. Australia is actually developing a women's baseball league mm. very slowly. It takes a long time. So the answer is actually <laughs> sexism. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, oh, okay. isn't it very simple? I mean <laughs>
0: But it's sexism in a really interesting and fun way. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> so what happened was uh, women would start playing baseball, they would play softball, all of these things. Because mm. they would just exercise, it was fun, it was something that was available, it was done and started being introduced into schools, right? So then what happened was in 1972, the Title IX um, Act came down, which was basically about equality, like equal rights between men and women. Okay. But what this meant was- I'm glad we
1: got that out of the way. That's yeah, sorted super, now. We're sort of super done. equal nice. now. Easy but peasy. what that meant
0: was that it, uh, in federally funded college sports programs, they had to have gender equality, which meant that they had to develop a program, a female program, if they had a male program. So if they had a male basketball team, they had to have a female basketball team. If they had a male uh, lacrosse team, they had to have a female lacrosse team. But what happened was they viewed in this, in this decision-making softball was then deemed in that in the classification as female baseball. It was the equivalent. Okay. It so was it the female equivalent. College, so then, university Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have to then go, we need a woman's baseball team because it's like, we've got a softball team. It's the same thing.
2: Right. Women
0: mainly are playing this, men are mainly playing this. So we don't have to worry about setting up that program.
2: And I guess through through those sort of dynamics, like it's sort of self-reinforcing, right? Yes. Because like, if all, if the baseball is just like this sort of men's sport and that's a very, very unattractive environment of discrimination and... You know what I mean? Yes. And then, and softball is a, like, and of course, softball is men play softball. Um, but, yeah, but, like, mixed in, in this scenario that we're talking about, that um, softball was seen as the women's sport. And then, would be kind of more inviting because you're playing like with women and not people yeah, who hate Yeah, and
0: like obviously the arguments of why it was a woman's sport were deeply ingrained and in incorrect assumptions about women's biological and physical capacity to play games. And so they were like, they because they viewed softball as an easier game, which it's not, it's actually not easier than baseball. It takes the same level of skill because they're still having to hit a ball that's being thrown at them quite quickly and run around, like it's, it's, mm. it's ostensibly the same it sport. It's like a rule
1: the, set change.
0: Well,
2: yeah, and and also the the point that was that was made to me was that um, because everybody is closer, right? Mm. The reaction time. So that pitch might be that fast pitch might be slower than a major league fastball, but it's mm-hmm. still like I think something like fifty to sixty miles per hour. 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 It's sure. still
0: fast. But you're closer and together. And you're closer.
2: So the actual reaction mm. time is the same. Is roughly
1: the same. <laughs> Not to mention as well because it's like it's a game that's been played for so long, and also that there's like, you know, it's particularly based in the US. There's just mm-hmm. like. Athlete farms, basically, that mm. people like they specialize, like I said before. So you got pitchers now. Is it referred to a pitcher in in softball? Uh yes, yes. 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 Still, so pitcher. there's pitcher. Yeah, forgive my ignorance. There, it's like, a very similar game. <laughs> they um, they throw with movement, and it's one of the things that I was going to uh, point out before when we were talking about Major League Baseball. Is that like these pitchers nowadays? Hey, pitchers nowadays. <laughs> they. Um, I say that with the tone of something negative, but it's fucking sick. Is that they're throwing upwards of ninety-five miles an hour with movement? Mm. So it's not just that you have this thing coming at you lightning fast, with like direct, like a four-seam fastball. This is something that is like moving in towards you slightly or away from you slightly. So it's you, you go, okay, he's throwing. I'm picking fastball. Let's go, Uh, and you swing, and you're nowhere near it because holy fuck! Like how is it fucking possible?
0: Magnus forces. Magnus forces? That is how the pitch, that's how the ball moves for curved balls, <sighs> ground balls, ah, magnus forces. so
2: sick. Yeah, so like if anyone is unfamiliar with, with how, what a baseball sort of does is that like the stitching, Yes. Um, the unique sort of stitching pattern on baseball and softballs. Um, yeah, if you can't picture that, just Google it. Because <laughs> yeah. we, it's, it's, yeah. we're an
0: audio only podcast. There yeah, is I a- don't know how I can
2: describe <laughs> it. But anyway, but like There's the position certain of There's a
0: type
1: of curved stitching on the ball.
2: Basically, you can make the ball do magical stuff in the air and move in interesting ways it's by not
0: magic. It's Magnus forces. <laughs> okay, can I just
2: say that, like, Magnus force sounds like a group of mages, like,
1: so it is magic in that way.
2: Yeah, by the position of it in your hand, how you're holding it, and specifically where the stitches are positioned when you throw the ball because of aerodynamics, and of course, Magnus, Magnus forces. forces. Do you want to elaborate on okay, Magnus so forces? So
0: basically, when you're talking about a ball, you have to consider wind resistance, gravity. All of that, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to, the way that they they manage to do this is they're they're fighting against the um, the earthly desire for things to be on the ground
2: mm-hmm. and <laughs> don't leave, please. <laughs> the earth wants you to hold the the,
0: the, the lonely of, mother. The um, <laughs> the fact that they're like just air molecules. What are you doing? Floating around um, that are going to slow down the ball. But what you also have when you're using these sorts of stitches, so you've got like you know you got the you could have I think for a fast. Ball, you have your fingers on the stitch, on the seam, and then for a curveball, it's like against the stitch. There's a number of. Different There's ones. a There's number, number of different them, ones. Yeah. but anyway. Yeah. So then, what you have is this thing called a Magnus force, and this is the, the spin. So this is a force that acts at a right angle to the axis of spin. So when they throw it, they are sort of flicking it, and they're getting a spin. That's how mm-hmm. they keep the momentum. Um, but what happens is, so if the spin is kind of like if the ball is spinning like um, forwards, like on the Uh, North south axis. Mm -hmm. You have this sort of east west force, which is acting against it. Which is how then a curveball moves because you've got this like uh, resistance in the air. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: So So, and that's when it drops away right at the end. So it's like it's going straight with the velocity of the throw, and then the Magnus and then King Magnus um, (laughs) forces it down with uh, yeah, either forces it down or lifts Um, (laughs) it up
0: or shifts it left (laughs) or shifts it right, and um
1: and he he's a fickle beast. King yeah,
0: and then when you've got something and so when you've got something like a curveball, they are moving a lot slower because they're not they're not they have to. Yeah. And so you've got this interesting combination of top spin, side spin, and magnus force, all mm-hmm. of which sort of create this what seems like going straight and then all of a sudden shifting. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like magic. Mm-hmm. But it's just all of these sort of like air pressure forces kind of working. Um, Another clever thing
1: is like just an off speed pitch. Because, like, as far as I understand it, a change up, which is basically the same motion as a fastball, is the same thing but
2: thrown with less velocity. Somehow. well, um, I, I Magic. Might just, okay, I could be wrong about this, but just off the dome, I'm, I thought it was like you hold like a two-seam fastball, but you hold it in your in your palm. Mm-hmm. So it's basically instead of holding it out in your fingers, so your flick it's loose and it has yeah, more inertia. Please correct us on that if, if please we're wrong. Do. But, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I love about that is that it's like as the hitter,
1: you're going, okay, I don't know whether he's coming off speed or fastball and the motion comes at you and you go, oh, there's fastball and you mm. swing and the ball's nowhere near you yet.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's actually getting to something that's really uh, interesting as well. We're talking about the pitchers throwing a specific pitch, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this whole um, system of signaling. Um, that happens between the catcher and the pitcher and they are a duo. So the catcher sits behind the
1: plate uh, or squats behind the plate, I should say. They're not just chilling. And they're literally
0: there (laughs) to just uh, catch the ball.
1: They they catch the ball. They're wearing armour because, of course, the ball's coming at them like like a car uh, dressed as a bullet. And and so they've got a mask and and pads on and everything and they're the ones that provide signals to the pitcher through use of like, like finger fingers and hand signals and yeah. um, to tell them what should come next. And the pitcher can agree or disagree, they, they can shake, shake the it off pen. and they go, no, 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 I'm not Give doing me that. One Sometimes one. desperately, I'm no, so no. afraid right now, please. <laughs> yeah,
0: just like randomize, don't, randomize, randomize. Don't make me do this. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting <laughs> because randomize. the catcher, the pitcher, the only people who know these signals are the catcher, the pitcher, pitcher and management. Mm-hmm. They within a team they have a specific set of signals which mean a specific set of things, which is why you can't you can't interpret somebody's signals from well, a different I mean, team. They
1: they often can and they they figure it out. So it's like say for example if you're a hitter and you're you're, you're on second base, you can see the signals that the the catcher is. you know it, They try and yeah. hide it, but you can probably make out some of them and go like, oh okay, so this is this. And you might have a signal that you give to your hitter. And it's like mm. stealing yeah. signs is kind of like a little bit ingrained in baseball. But unfortunately, one of the another one of the darker sides of it is that you know there have been. Um, um, cheats. Um, <laughs> yeah. Houston Astros most notably recently. Yeah, using
0: yes. using cameras and uh, hitting hitting bins to like echo in order to signal to the batter.
1: Yeah, the hitter has like, you know, the, oh, it's an off-speed pitch coming, hit this out of the park, Yeah, and then Jose L2V does it, uh, and then claims yeah. not to have been involved.
0: Yeah, and so it's, it's, but I think there's <laughs> an element there.
1: Very like, specific. It's <laughs> like, and,
0: and I think that gets to the competition, right? It's like you've got teams that are literally trying to like Work against each other, and these signals are really important around that. Can but I, also, can I just make a little okay, aside? Yeah. Um, the curveball was invented by a fourteen-year-old boy. What? His name was Candy Cummings. He was a Brooklyn boy.
1: His name was not Candy
0: Cummings. Well, that's what it says on my notes. That
1: was his. Um, oh, no, no, so, no, I'm not making that joke. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Okay. Letting that
0: Please. one go. go. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> basically,
1: only in me. Basically, he, he
0: was a guy that used to play baseball. Um with his friends and he started messing around with pitching.
1: Back in the day? What are you talking back in about? The day. He's 14 years old. <laughs> back in someone's day. What? Back know.
2: in the day? You're like a child.
0: Well, this was developed a while ago. Okay. Um, and he he basically was the first one to ever throw a curveball, like actually throw a curveball. Everyone just thought he sucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <everyone's like, laughs> anyway, the pitch is in the dirt. Uh,
2: it's slow. It's, oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if we're going to keep talking about pitching, I think I'm going to have to subject you to the balk at some point. Okay.
2: I, before okay. you Before you do that, I just want to make a comment about um, the amazing wizardry of, of pitching that we were just describing. Mm. Um, because it's a piece I know a friend of mine a long time ago who didn't understand baseball at all and understood cricket. Uh, it's made a statement about pitching that it was just completely kind of misguided because it was saying, oh, I hate watching baseball. It's so boring because they're just, I don't know the cricket term for this, but um, throwing, I think full toss. Uh, throwing They're just throwing full all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not <laughs> it's really subtle and it's mm. amazingly intricate and you know it actually it speaks to a, a to an idiom from from that's come from baseball because in the first two decades of the 20th century um there was it was a, referred to as a period of um of inside baseball um and that's an idiom now to mean like working within um, your organization or something, mm-hmm. it, either secretly or um, intricately to achieve outcomes. And it was because hitters, it was a really, really, it was the low ball era. It was like people weren't hitting much because pitchers got really good. Mm. It is like in 40 years since they had overhand pitching and all of a sudden pitchers are so good and their techniques are so good that hitters can't hit it anymore until the Babe Ruth era basically, until the 1920s. So I just wanted to make that point of just like how amazing pitching is and that all the time, Um, There's this sort of arms race between pitchers being insane wizards and hitters and their techniques in their eyes to see it.
1: I love that you keep using wizardry because it just ties so well into my King Magnus theory, (laughs) which is so great. Yeah, and
0: and I think that when you're talking about pitching, there is like an art form to it, and which is why... The balk is insane. (laughs) You
1: won't let it go. I'm
0: not going to. I had to read about this. You're all going to have to deal with it because understanding the balk is fucking insane. Okay. So what is it? The balk is when a pitcher does.
1: A chicken noise.
0: (laughs) No, it's when a pitcher is caught doing something which is deceiving, like basically making it seem like he's going to throw the ball in a particular way and then he doesn't. But it happens in a variety of fun ways, um, which no one can understand. But what this
2: looks like to a fan is you're just watching a game of baseball and minding your own business. And then the umpire And then the umpire's like, you get a free pass. Fuck like, you, you in you particular, you
1: son
0: of a bitch. Okay, so the, the word bork is derived from the Middle English word meaning to deceive. Um, and really? I just saw your eyes just... Okay. Like, you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I always of thought it was
2: some portmanteau based of walk because no. the runner has to advance the base. It's <laughs> a
1: really strange interpretation.
2: <laughs> Where <laughs> does <laughs> the B come from? That is a weird
0: Yeah, and so
2: <laughs> From the word fork, of course.
0: So basically the whole reason why the book rule exists is it because uh it's to prevent a pitcher from deliberately deceiving a base runner. And so there's various different ways. You're restricted to a certain set of motions um, when you're pitching. And it's in relation to where your feet are in relation to the rubber, which is this piece of like, it's literally a piece of white rubber on the mound. And you have to, if your feet have been set in a particular position, it means that you've set yourself to pitch. Mm -hmm. And then if you fail to do the motion, Mm -hmm. that's a balk. But if you move your foot out of position, that's a balk. Mm -hmm. But also if you... Don't move your foot in a certain way to do a base throw mm-hmm. to first. You know sometimes yeah, when they turn like a to throw, move, yeah. yeah. If they fail to actually put their foot in direction of the base, mm-hmm. that's a balk. If they pitch without looking at home plate, that's a balk. Yeah. But I think the difficulty is like studying the intricacies, and I think it's really it's based on the foot relation with the rubber is what I've right. kind of learned. There are four pages of rule, like four pages in the official MLB about a book. About yeah. balk.
2: Yeah, yeah. Remember we, that I said that the original rules of baseball had 20. One of them, rule number 19, was about a bork and it does not elaborate.
0: Yeah, and so there's now 192 pages in the official MLB rule guide. Four of those pages are dedicated to explaining what the fuck a bork is. (laughs) The
1: the thing for me is like, I I would feel like nowadays a bork generally happens by accident. Like a a pitcher sets, and then they fiddle with their glove in a way that was just like, "Oh, that's that's uncomfortable." I saw this happen recently. Oh, that does happen. It's just yes. like their, their glove just kind of dropped a little when they kind of shook it, and boom, you know, fuck you, dude, fuck you in particular. That's for yeah. <laughs> that's for saying that about my wife. Off you go. Like, um, whereas like obviously you know there were intentional things, but w- one of the other thing was that a lot of pitchers have very strange wind-ups. Yes. Like, very sort of idiosyncratic stuff. And, like, I can't mm. I can't think of this guy's name, but I think last year he played for the Astros. And he has, like, a little dance almost that he does where he's, like, little shuffles with his feet and then he'll sort of spin and come around. And it's very, very strange, but sometimes it will be different. Yeah. Sometimes it will be the same kind of process but with fewer steps or, or a regular, you know, and that is a way to legally throw people off because sometimes I watch him and go like, how in the fuck
0: yeah, is that not a bork is, if
1: it's different from his wind well, up?" Well,
0: which is why the windup has nothing to do with the bork and all of the rules seem to have this basically... So it's, uh, it's basically about whether or not you've engaged or disengaged the rubber. So it's about okay. whether or not your foot is in front, behind, you're straddling it, whatever it is. It's about as getting soon, set. As soon as you get set, you have to throw. Stride the rubber. And the only way that you can shift from... The only way that you can shift from wind-up back to set is by properly disengaging the rubber. So you have to do specific f- things with your feet if you're wanting to reset. If you fail to do that, that's a balk.
2: Right. Yes, yeah, so, you know, I want to s- circle back to the um I still don't understand. Here. Is that the, the eagle eyes there mm. to spot that instantly. And everyone's watching, including everyone watching on like high-def televisions are sort of going... Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what detail I'm looking at, but they can see, and they've got a mask on, and they're like, however many feet away the mound is. Mm. And they said, Oh, (laughs) you fucked up. And I'm like, Wow. So, the
0: point that I wanted to make about this was that I spent probably about three hours. Reading the rules, reading documents, watching a YouTube video about it—I still don't know what a balk is. <laughs> All right. So that's my I've just piece. Ag- Agree to
1: disagree. Like with I some. feel like it's one of those. It's an, one of those awesome rules that like you can just universally get mad at the call for. Yeah, It's just like every single time you're like, oh, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> or like, you know, if it's your team that, you know, ends yeah, up like, on the yeah, upper hand fucking- of it, like, yeah,
2: that's right, that's, that's what you fucking get. Um, and you yell at the TV and it's yeah. great. Well, it's one of my least favourite things about watching baseball is the pitchers throwing to the bases because sometimes you get somebody out but because they've walked too far towards second base or something. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times they, they don't, and it's just kind of like, oh, and we've stopped a play catch as you stall before hitting yeah. this clutch hitter. That's in You're the- very but
1: afraid
0: he, of this but man But he right engaged here. his foot on the rubber appropriately uh, and stepped. Six
1: hundred ninety-eight home runs, and you are scared for your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: that's the bulk.
2: Before we wrap up this wonderful discussion about baseball, I want us to talk about the language heritage of baseball.
0: Really okay. Because like really quickly,
2: the English language has inherited so much from baseball that it's actually absurd. And so, mm-hmm. I printed out the entire Wikipedia glossary mm-hmm. of English of, language idioms derived from baseball, ball.
1: like a courts martial or yeah, called
2: chips. And you don't realize you really don't because so many of them are in common parlance, but many of them aren't that familiar to maybe Australian English speakers. But you know them from TV because they're in American English. Mm-hmm. Um, but um many of them, surprisingly, are in Australian English. I mean there's obvious ones, right? So ballpark. Just the word ballpark. Variations, yeah. right? Yeah. You're in the ballpark. You're approximately right. Yeah. Um, you hit it out of the ballpark. That's people even say that. People yeah. don't even know what baseball is and they say hit That's, it out of yeah, the ballpark. It's a home run. Yeah. You know, pitch a curveball. Um four bagger. Now I mean, oh, I, uh, means a, I right. mean, we've all been there. So. <laughs> I, I was going to say the
1: uh, out of left field is probably out of left field. one of the biggest ones that you know is in common usage.
2: I think,
0: and I do want to raise the the whole relationship between the base system and. <laughs> That's a separate Wikipedia page, by the way. Uh, they managed to separate that. It's like this is a glossary. sexual induendo within the baseball within, oh, system. First, first,
2: second, third, first, base. second, yeah, sorry, third.
0: third. All no. of all of there's actually more. Yeah, it's like a
2: glossary of English language idioms derived from baseball, not including the ones related to sexual intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> whole Amazing. new ball game. Ah, yeah. oh, one of my favorites is wheelhouse. Playing hardball. Playing hardball. Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. So like. I was a bit confused by this. So wheelhouse. Jim's like, give me this list. On, it's on the next page. Um, oh, no, I want to see all of these. Um, wheelhouse um, is like the basically the, the hitting it's upper part of the strike zone. zone. Like, oh, you got one fastball right in the wheelhouse here, and who's going to knock that out? Um, yeah. Okay. But we use that to say um, it's in my wheelhouse. Yeah.
1: I've never understood the idiom wheelhouse. That's what. That's what. Clo- that's what's close to me. That's what I
2: can do. Yeah, and
1: it's exactly it's from it's swing from for the fences. You strike out looking right off the bat. Uh, like, oh, for three, the, I love that's very baseball specific, though. I, w- I would say, you know, th- throw, throw, throw me a curveball is, is another one, but I, th- I think like Bush League is one that I didn't know was related to baseball, but makes sense, yeah. But I think, I think playing hardball is, is again, playing hardball and out of left field are t-
2: two ones that I, you know, you would hear the most probably. The one that surprised me was rain check, so like, oh, sorry, rain man, we got a check. rain check, um, drinks later because of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it actually was a, a baseball specific in, in the National League I think in the 1870s or 80s, 80s they um, they would give you a rain check and so it's not rain check as in check the rain it's rain check as in cash in a check because it was a ticket they'd give you to come to the next game oh right it was a check wow. Q-U-E at the yeah. end I'm still yeah. done except that Americans spell it C-H-E-C-K for the K. K. so hence why the idiom comes to Australian oh. English and we spell it C-K and so we don't get that at all we don't get yeah, that we and right. I've never understood <laughs> what rain check really meant like we mm-hmm. check for rain is that what we mean it's like no it means um next time we'll do it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I always assumed that it was a
2: misspelling of like check the reins of your horse, like you know, to we're just oh. gonna we're gonna pull up here. But again, yeah. that's like a, one of those cool false etymology interpretations. Yeah. There's there's one particular source of idioms that is just one person, which is Yogi Berra. Mm-hmm. So Yogi Berra was his actual name was Lawrence Peter, by the way. Okay, that's and that's just wrong. Nice. Um so he was catcher for the Yankees in the 40s to the 60s, and then he was a the manager thereafter, and he mm-hmm. was known for his pithy. Um, a master wit. of the nickname. <laughs> so like one of the most common ones that everyone knows, everybody says is it ain't over till it's over mm. or it's not over till it's over or any variation of that. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but this was actually something he said as a manager in when people were saying, oh, the Mets, you know, his team, you're trailing nine and a half games back in July. Um, surely this is this is it from here. Yeah, What's I your strategy from here? Like, it ain't over till it's over. They made it to the World Series. Badass. So that's a really cool origin to that idiom. Um, it's deja vu all over again. It's known for these like uh what's the word? Like a malapropism? Yeah. Yeah. Um you can observe a lot by watching. Um ninety percent of the that's game cute. is half mental. That's that's Oh great.
0: wow, that's a great one, actually. That's very cute.
2: My favorite one that's not here, it's not baseball related. It's just that uh, like you're gonna have to cut the pizza into five pizzas into five pizzas, like I haven't got room for six, like <laughs> that's, yeah, that's <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, another example of
1: that, and I suppose this is more to do with like internal kind of slang within baseball, comes from uh, Dennis Eckersley, who uh, a Hall of Famer um, pitcher, who as a commentator would just use all of these terms, you know, like a, a piece of cheese for a fight, like of like just <laughs> lots of very strange stuff that feels totally arbitrary, but it, you know, it's it's to- it's just Eck, you know, being Eck. Um, I think we might call it there. Yeah. Is that a baseball term? No, it's not because it, you keep going until it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't over until it's over. Uh, but what an incredible sport. Uh, we all very, we're all very passionate about it, as you can probably tell. But again, just like with tabletop gaming, just like with Dungeons & Dragons, this is something that you can come at from a whole bunch of different angles. It's a sport that has a very strong spirit, particularly when you are really into a team, you really follow a team, Um, no matter what, you know, players might change, but this is your team, This this is who you get excited about, it's who you can rally for. And I can speak to that, because I remember taking a trip to the United States with my wife, and we went to Fenway and we watched a Red Sox game, and... The first thing that happened was we walked through the doors. I'm like, wow, this is so exciting. We walked into Fenway and I cried. It was like, it was something that was so exciting to mm-hmm. me that was just like, wow, this is like a this is like church for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like that spiritual element of baseball is, I think, something that is almost unique to the sport. You know, because other, other sports you can get passionate about in different ways, but there is a real kind of fam- family legacy and excitement about baseball, which is where my love for it comes from. So I hope that you actually dig into some baseball. Go and watch a team. Watch a good team. Watch a team that you've heard of before and just see if you can get excited about it as well because I guarantee you uh, it's freaking amazing. If you're in Australia, try and get to an ABL game. Watch some Australian players play amazing baseball in the flesh and like Sam said, it might give you a new insight into what the game is like outside of the TV stats context. Thanks so much, guys, for digging into it. That was freaking awesome. Let's do it again. I don't care. We'll turn the microphones off. We'll just keep talking about baseball for a while. (laughs) but thanks very much for listening everybody Uh, we got one more episode to go after this uh, for season one then we're going to take a little break so we hope you've enjoyed the season so far and uh, yeah we're out of here so uh, yeah bloody cheers I was was in the back of my mind trying to think of like a baseball goodbye but uh, anyway goodbye from me and the Sands Bye. Bye. (laughs) bye take care of each other friends we'll talk to you soon